Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Out of Decluttering Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Ravel, and I'm here today with one of my favorite professional organizers. Hi, Freya. Hello. So Freya has been with the Out of Decluttering for years now and um, has got so much experience. And I have been trying to <laughs> um, get her to come on the show for a long time. And I almost had to like drag her kicking and screaming. Almost. <laughs> She's here. And the thing that I really wanted Freya to be able to share with you guys is Freya is also a kinder teacher. And so the, you know, how when your kids go to childcare or kinder and you kind of watch them and think that's not my child, why are they sleeping so well? Why are they eating all the vegetables that the kinder teachers serve for lunch? Why do they pack up? Why do they do all these things that they don't do at home? And so what I wanted Freya to come and talk about is how to engage our kids when we're packing up, knowing where things belong, taking responsibility for things. And so we're just going to kind of mine Freya's brain. (laughs) So how long have you been a kinder teacher, Freya? Um, So I've been a kinder teacher for four years now, Um, but I did actually start in the early childhood sector a bit earlier than that. Um, I used to, when my children were young, uh, I ran a family daycare service, which is where you have four children under the age of five in your home. Um, and you basically run a childcare, a very, a very small scale childcare from home. Um, and so I did that, yeah, five days a week when my kids were young. And then I decided, and then, and then COVID came and I decided that I actually wanted to be out of the house and um, meet with other people and and, um, and yeah, and be out of my own four walls. And so I then moved into, um, yeah, into a kinder. And do you do three or four-year-old rooms? It's four-year-old, isn't it, for you? It is. So, well, actually, so I did, um, I've done three-year-old kinder for a year and I've done four-year-old kinder for three years. Awesome. And did you, like, so doing home, what do you call it again? Family daycare. Family daycare, Yeah. So you're using your own home. So you've got extra motivation for it to be organized. Yes. And you can control it. Yes, absolutely. So And then you go to kinder. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it was really interesting. I mean, I look around my home now and I can see all my cubes and my storage and everything's labeled. And I felt like, 
in order for me to still find my home to be a home as well as a workplace, mm. I needed to be making sure that I wasn't packing up after eight hours of kids running around my house each night. And I needed to make sure that, you know, yeah, everything had a home and and it wasn't a mess at the end of the day that then made me um, uh, not um, not dislike my job but yeah. made me want to continue doing what I was doing. Um, I needed mm. to make sure I didn't resent my, my work. So yeah. things had to have a place. And, um, and, and also, I mean, that was when uh, I started initiating, you know, pack-up time and making sure that the children had time to transition between activities and making sure that everything was labelled. So I had lots of containers or cubes or boxes or whatever and the children knew where each item went. You know, everything had a home. Um, you know, I didn't like having things on the floor too often, like unless we were playing with them, of course, but mm-hmm. um, I didn't want the children tripping over. I didn't want to be tripping over myself, over four little people. Uh, it was really important not to um, have hazards lying around everywhere. And so all my containers had, all my boxes, all my cubes, they had um, other wording on it, um, or and most of them had pictures. So if it was dress ups, there was a picture of a of a witch's hat and a and a witch's outfit and and wand, um, or a fireman hat, or those kinds of things. Uh, all the uh, the boxes for the blocks, they all had a picture of several blocks on it, so that the children knew when we were mm. packing up, they knew exactly where to put it and and where it went. I have so many so many questions that I didn't even think I had to ask <laughs> before we started talking. I can imagine it would have been really tricky to limit the quantity of things because when you've got four kids under five that you're looking after and they're coming and they're going and they've all got different interests and they've come from different backgrounds, it must have been tempting to be like, I want to have trucks and cars and trains and dolls. And like, how did you decide what to have and how did you create boundaries? Um, I was pretty lucky. I had... um... In my home, I've got two kind of zones, I guess you'd say, and one of the zones was um, bulk storage, but it also became the sleep zone. So when the children all had a sleep, um, that was really important that that area, the floor was kept clear so that all the mattresses and the cots and everything could come out. So um, there were uh, there were definitely spaces for all of those big items that went in the cubes. And then in the other zone, it was the most of the area that we were playing with right there and then. And so um, we had a little bit of storage but not too much. And so everything had to fit in the cubes at the front, um, in our our front room where the kids slept. So um, and also it was really important to make sure that I was always meeting the interests of the children. So, um, you know, we had some kids who really did love cars and trucks and, and, and everything and they I just made sure that the trucks and the trains and the cars and all those things, all the the wheels, they all fit into one cube. And it was okay, totally okay that trains was in with cars. That that was absolutely fine. Um, But, yeah, I had to work out how much space I had and then be realistic about how much of that was going to be played with as well because, you know, it's great to have 20 train sets, but if they're not being used, then they're not, it's not necessary. So Mm -hmm. we really only needed one train set 
you know, I think at one point I had a plastic train set and a wooden train set. Okay, great. Cool. I, I know, I know. <laughs> that was a lot. But you know what? Both of those sets plus the trains and the cars and the trucks and all those things, they still fit in the cube yeah. that I had them. So it didn't really matter. And, I, you know, the kids also learned about the different materials things are made of and how plastic train sets are bendable and how they can move. You know, they learn all these kinds of things from, from different resources and it was important to meet all of their needs and all of their interests and keep them curious. Um, but, yeah, it just everything had to stay and, and, and fit into these cubes that I've got and um, that, that was essential, yeah. I think that's really key too is that you predetermined the location and the storage and then you filled it. Like you didn't just go to the Kmart and go crazy and buy everything and then go, okay, now what am I going to do? It was like here's what the space we have, how do we use that best? Yeah. And I think I also, um, you know, the the cubes are really awesome actually because I then also gave a cube to each child for their belongings when they came in in the day. So they kind of had a locker. Um, and that held all their personal items and their cuddly toys ready for sleep time and their water bottles and the things they left behind because I had children who came, <laughs> um, you know, every day of the week. So, you know, they left a water bottle here and I didn't want their water bottle on my kitchen bench because then, oh, goodness, yes. you know, like, things just get out of hand then. So, um, you know, they had their own cubes as well and that had their name on it. And so, again, if they knew that they needed to find something that they'd left there the day before, there it was in their cube. Mm. And this is like what you're saying is great because it was family daycare, but if you've got four kids under five, what you're describing is brilliant. Like it's the here's the your cube that's got your shoes and maybe your sun hat and your water bottle and this is where all the toys go and like, you know, that kind of order is brilliant in a family as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also routine is really important for children structure talk to us about that oh routine and structure is so important because it gives them the guidelines of which their day is going to progress Mm. if they know that they we're going to go to the park after morning tea then they know that they need to get their hat on they know that they need to put their shoes on right and if the shoes were in five different places they would be frazzled they would be uncertain they would not feel prepared And in life, that's what you, you know, those kind of skills are so important for a child to learn that that's something that they want to, that that's something that they feel like certain about, that something Mm -hmm. is coming up and something's going to occur next. And so knowing where they can find their hat and their water bottle when they're asked to means that they're ready and, and they can be excited about going to the park rather than worrying about where their hat is. That's a lovely idea, even, um, even the idea of telling kids like here's what the day looks like rather than all right five minutes and we're going to the park and giving them like that little transition warning but actually saying in the morning so today we're going to go to the park and then we're catching up with Nana for a baby Chino or whatever it is and actually allowing them to kind of anticipate maybe if you've got to take them you know to the dentist don't tell them ahead (laughs) of time the rest (laughs) I still don't tell my 17 year old when we're going to let the doctor (laughs) oh I know we got flu vaccinations the other week and oh goodness yeah we we didn't give them much notice (laughs) we we I pick them up from school and as we're driving I'm like just so you know this is where we're going yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so um uh, the, a really important thing that we have um, at Kinder 
and actually, you know, I have it at home too, um, is a visual visual learning chart or a visual mm-hmm. schedule or however you want to call it. There are so many names for them. Um, but at kinder, you know, we have children who learn really differently. Everyone is different. We all learn a totally different way. And so mm-hmm. in a kinder room, you need to be able to find the best way that each child learns so that you capture their attention and you capture their their. Well, it's, it's kind of like engaging them, isn't it? Like you've got their attention, but they're actually buying in yes. to what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. So with the visual chart, it's so easy. And we, you know, we have group time and we talk about what is coming next and what's, and we do every transition so that the children know. The other thing is, uh, and so I also have that at home a little bit um, where we have a, I mean, it's a chore chart, but like it's not really mm. chores. It's, it's like take responsibility for yourself. Yeah, you know, my kids are primary school age. They know how to, you know, what needs to happen. And um, and so it's, you know, it's about making their bed. It's put, brushing their teeth and eating their breakfast, packing their bag, brushing their teeth and all before we need to leave. And they know what time we need to leave. So, th- but they have pictures. They have a, a whiteboard marker that they tick it off each day. It gives them that sense of achievement. Yeah. And in the same sense, we have a similar kind of thing at kinder where, um, we have our visual chart of our activities for the day and then we also talk and so then on group time we also talk about what what, what you know what order those things are going to happen in mm. and then we talk and then we also talk about being responsible for our space so right. we have at the moment although I have to say each you know term we add another one in but at the moment we've got six jobs and, you know, the child that is, you know, six children that are sitting on the mat beautifully doing active listening, they get to choose a job that they can have for the day. And that involves sweeping the floors, stacking the chairs. I love that that's a reward. I know. And it's so fantastic because the children, <laughs> they just get so involved and they are really proud of having a responsibility in the room. Oh. It's fantastic. I think also, though, because we, you know, we, we amp it up. We make sure they, yeah, they know that it's really exciting and they're lucky to be chosen and it's their yeah. special time and, you know, they get to choose. It's, and, again, it's all visual on the wall. So uh-huh. they get to pick out, they take their picture that we have printed out and laminated and then they stick it next to the job and they get to stand there and, and, and choose which one they want. And it means then that... When it comes to putting out the compost bins on the tables before snack time, they get to leave that. We go, oh, I remember Joe blog, you know, like it's time. you can pop up now. You can come and get the bins. You ready to set the table? Are you ready? It's going to be exciting. Oh, today's your special day. You know, like you really milk it for them. But, awesome. but then, you know, obviously, and obviously we've transitioned that conversation by talking about um, so, and obviously we've extended that conversation by talking about why composting is important and why mm-hmm. we are uh, adding food for our worm farm outside. And so uh, they all know why it's important. And so then that also uh, provides some accountability for their job and why they want to achieve it. Mm. Um, and yeah, so then they get to go and empty the bins and they get to feed the worms and it's all very exciting. And you know, that really gives a sense of accomplishment for them. Yes. And in the, at the same time, 
they're getting rid of all the rubbish for us so we don't have to do yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you're teaching them really great skills, like not just we get to eat lunch but the whole picture of that is at the end, what do we do with the scraps? What, what do we do with that? And so when they're at home, yes. they've also got those extended learnings. Yeah, I remember we started talking about uh, composting and recycling and, and being in my environmentally friendly and the next day, everyone was like, oh, I put my green bin out today or oh, I saw a purple bin on the way to school. You know, like, you know, those conversations, if you make them really enjoyable and engaging, then and then it really gets the children's attention, which is lovely. Yeah, and that's what we're talking about. It's like how do we engage them in that? Because I think if you just said, all right, everybody has to pick up this and like you just make it a chore and a drain and this is not exciting and we don't know why, we don't know the the value in it. Kids don't want to do that. But when you do what you're doing, which as a parent, I'm like, I wish I'd known this when my kids were younger and I'd thought more about how to engage them in that process. Yeah, I think um, if you can make it fun, it makes it um, so much more enjoyable and engaging Mm. for children. Um, Mm. You know, so at Kinder we have um, a pack-up song, which anyone could Google. It's just a very simple pack-up song. But, you know, we put it on and and the teachers, all our educators, we kind of dance around and, like, while we're picking up something, we, you know, give it a little boogie in the air. You know, like it's, you know, we make it fun and and make it – make it enjoyable and and then we also you know at home you can do a similar thing I mean you could play the pack-up song or uh often uh, I'd, I'd play a game with my kids when there's 500 pieces of lego on the floor mm-hmm. after there's been a you know a massive creation session and we then say okay how many blue pieces can you pick up how many purple pieces um uh c- can I do it with my eyes closed um now we have to take it to the front room we've got 10 pieces each can we hop you know can we can we jump to get there gosh this is funny Uh aha you banged into the wall that was silly you know like those kinds of um that kind of engagement really helps to uh keep them involved in the process and reminds them that they're they're doing something fun rather than doing something mundane yeah 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 um we're gonna go to a quick break but when we come back I want to hear some of the um training on how to do it because I think one of the things you just touched on then was really really good that you often do it with them and that's part of the the training and how to do that um so we're gonna go to a quick break and we'll be back don't go anywhere guys we'll be back in a minute Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So, Freya, one of the things that clients often say when they reach out and they speak to me is, I never learned this stuff in school. I never learned how to be organized. I never learned how to declutter. I just, everything was just chaotic. My house was chaotic. And then I went to school and I always felt chaotic. But what you're talking about is as an educator and, you know, you were an educator before you were a professional organizer and now you're like the perfect match of both. (laughs) Thank you. Is you're doing it with the kids and explaining to them some of the guardrails and the boundaries. So, At home, one of the things that used to drive me crazy is when the kids would like tip out every toy they owned onto the floor. But in kinder, I just don't ever seem to see that. Like when my kids were little, everything had spots and it was like everybody's doing Play-Doh or we've got one activity out. And then the kids would just pack it up before they got the next one out. So how do you teach these magical skills to children? (laughs) It's it's a trick of the trade. It's magic. No, it's not. It's... um, (laughs) Look, it's really, it's really important that we set these boundaries from day one. So I always make sure that we have the room set up in like exactly how we would want it to at the beginning of the year because mm-hmm. then we can demonstrate that this is our expectation from day one. So if you were to buy something new, think about where that toy is going to go in your home. That's think great. about what kind of storage you might need. If, if you haven't, I mean, I'm not sure if you're aware of LOL dolls, but they are the size of like a matchbox and then they have shoes for the matchbox size thing. And the shoes, are, you know, how are you going to store them? How are you going to make sure that they're not going to be lost behind the couch? Those kinds mm-hmm. of things. So at Kinder, we make sure that we have a container for each item. So things are not just left lying on tables. They have a space that it all fits into. So we don't buy a tiny, tiny box for the Duplo because the Duplo is not going to fit in the box. It's going to overflow and it's going to end up on the floor. So we make sure we have a tub for Duplo. And then we also make sure that um, we don't have 500 pieces of Duplo. The, the likelihood of 33 children wanting to play with Duplo at the same time is pretty low. So we only have enough for, I mean, I'm guessing at how many pieces, but we don't have an enormous box. We have, mm-hmm. a, we have a medium-sized box. And if it all tips out, okay, maybe it might be 50 pieces, but it doesn't cover the entire floor. It doesn't go everywhere. It's a small, it's a small number. Um, with, the, with the Play-Doh, we make sure that there is, um, you know, four or five different shapes you know, no repeats. There's the number of rollers for Play-Doh. If it's a four table, uh, sorry, a four chair table, we'll only have four rollers. You know, we don't need to have 50 rollers. We don't need to have excess 
um, equipment. And so we make sure that everything that is necessary to be use your imagination and be creative is there, but not enough to overwhelm the space. Because also if there are uh, the number of times you find 50 shapes and then 45 of them end up on the floor because the children are moving around and they get knocked off. And then it ends up on the floor and it's they don't play with it. And then the space is overwhelming because there is so much to pack up. And as a PO, do you see that when you're in clients' houses where you think there's enough toys in this house for like to run a childcare centre and you've got two kids? Yes. And no wonder it's messy and never quite gets and, organised. And overwhelming, absolutely. Yeah. So there are so many ways that you can get around that. Um, when you're in the home and it, I mean it happens like this in kinder too but when you're at home and you have so many toys on display it can be overwhelming for children to know what to play with and so what I often do uh, for clients is I have uh, a like we have a storage box and what we do is we put half of the toys in the storage box and the storage box goes in the garage they may be so they may be some of the children's favorites uh, they may not be. They may be a variation. It might be you have the the wooden train set inside and you take the plastic train set outside. And then say in a month or two months, you swap them over. Mm. So you take out a huge pile of toys and you bring the ones in from the garage. It feels like new toys for the children, but also it reduces the space that's being used by toys by half. And so yeah, that means that you can rotate your toys the children might forget that they have things and it feels like Christmas five times a year which is fantastic (laughs) um and I'm in kinder it's the same thing you know we to make sure that the children stay engaged we don't give them the same toys week after week after week that would not be engaging Mm -hmm. so we have a storeroom which is you know the same version of a garage and we just pull out different things based on their interests. So if they've expressed interest in the solar system, great. The next day we've got a world globe out and we've got uh, we've got materials that we can make, you know, all the solar systems and where does Earth fit in and, you know, what colours. Maybe we can paint them and so we put them on the craft table, you know. So things, things are extended upon um, based on the kids' interests. Um, mm. And, again, we also, we also minimise the visual clutter. So... We don't have um, all our game. We have our lockers for all the children, and on top, it's one big, long, empty bench until <laughs> until yes, <laughs> at, you know, through the day, everything gets piled up on there, and that is cluttering. And there's also glass windows behind it, and so everyone in the corridor can see it's not a good look because you want to show that you are being professional and and maintaining the education standard that you're wanting so Mm -hmm. um you know those things we make sure that those those shelves are clear and the things are being put away because in our storeroom everything has a spot on the shelf it's all labeled of of course it is you know it's it's my storage room (laughs) what do you think everything's labeled (laughs) um but it means that you know that jigsaw puzzle you know you know exactly where to put that jigsaw puzzle back There's no, you don't, and, and also, you know, touch it once, you know, one of our art of decluttering mottos, you know, touch it once, don't touch it five times, don't just shuffle it from one spot to the next, touch it once, yeah. put it back exactly where it needs to go so that then you don't have to keep repeating it, keep doing it again mm. and again, you just do it once. I love the idea. I'm, I'm remembering, it feels like a very long time ago when my kids were preschoolers, but I remember the days when I would actually plan, rather than say go into the playroom and play, mm-hmm. I would say 
today, why don't we do like shops and kitchens? And so you can actually get out the toys specific for that and set it up rather than the kids just kind of whirlwinding their way through because also you do need downtime as an educator but as a parent to be able to go, I do need you to just play quietly for half an hour. And my experience, and tell me if you think the same, is that the kids are much more likely to play quietly for half an hour when there's an activity or they're being directed in a way rather than walk into that overwhelming playroom and entertain yourself with who knows what and they'll pull everything out. Absolutely. That's such a common common conversation that we're having at kinder particularly among parents in the hallways you know they're they're wondering how they can keep their children and engaged in an activity so they can do something you know put the laundry on or whatever and um yeah it's really important to talk to them about how we run a bit of a routine so that they in our classroom so they can get some some skills and ideas that they can take home Mm, I've just written down Mm. engaged versus entertained. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's that's revolutionary in my mind. I'm going, oh, my gosh, because sometimes we just want our kids to be entertained, but actually what's good for their brains is for them to be engaged. Absolutely. Mm. We're actually (laughs) we're in the process of talking about whether we'll get a, um, a gaming console in our house. Oh, yeah. We haven't got one. And yep. um, my horror is they're just going to turn into have square eyes and then <laughs> they're not going to be, they're going to be entertained. But I find that, you know, the arguments we have in our house are about who gets to use the iPad, who gets to choose the channel on the TV. And, mm. and that's just being entertained. That's not using their brain. That's not being curious or imaginative or using mm-hmm. their brain to do something really cool. And so... We've actually introduced um, Screen Free Sunday, which oh, I love oh, it. My children, how don't. do you go with? How do you do? Is it screen free, mummy and daddy too? Mm, not so much. Not always. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we still have to run the house. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, but certainly, like you know, after we came home cold and wet from soccer on Sunday, and okay, we watched a movie that was fine. But you know, we're not yeah. watching three hours of gymnastics videos. When yeah. we are not going. It's intentional. Yes, yes. So uh, actually yesterday the kids came home and we made a diorama. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, we, you know, we got off the screens and it was like, right, what what should we do this afternoon? And they were, we're going on a holiday soon and they wanted to make their own version of that holiday. And so we found shoeboxes, we got toilet paper out and I set them up and engaged them in making what they wanted That's to make. awesome. But, I mean, that makes such a difference to, I mean, it just makes such a difference to their attitude as well, you know. Like they go into something thinking potentially that they can't do it and then and then they come out of it and they're really proud and they couldn't wait to, for, you know, another parent to come home and tell them all about it and they were just so thrilled to be engaged in an activity that kept their brain busy. So That is awesome. That I Like... There is, I really, we could keep going. There's so much that I know that parents are like, I want to know more from Freya. So if you do, jump into the Facebook community. Just search the Art of Decluttering community on Facebook and ask a question and Freya will be able to answer it. Our team are in there. If you're in Melbourne, Freya can come out and work with you. 
um, if you write, if you're a kindergarten owner, childcare owner, family daycare owner, and you're actually like, I'm so busy and under the pump, but I want some Freya magic. Like our team can literally come out and work in your childcare center. We've done schools and we can come and do that. So um, there's plenty, plenty of ways that you can continue these thoughts and um, the learnings. Yes, I would be happy to help. It would be my pleasure. (laughs) It is our pleasure. Gosh, we love it, don't we? (laughs) Thank you, Freya. That wasn't that scary, was it? No, it's okay. It's okay. It'll be when I listen back to my voice that I'll sound a bit kooky but it's all good I'm you know I'm kooky anyway so it's okay it's awesome I feel like there's just been so many things that are practical as well as conceptual um listeners if you haven't left a iTunes Apple podcast review in let's say the last 12 months I would love you to jump on and leave us a review it helps other people to find us it helps other people to hear Freya's amazing wisdom so please do that um, and we will see you next week okay bye Bye. I would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people who are the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is recorded on. I would also like to pay respects to their elders, both past and present, of the Kulin Nation and extend that respect to other Indigenous Australians. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love you to rate and review the show on your podcast app. That will help others to find the Art of Decluttering podcast as well. If you'd like any more information, you can visit theartofdecluttering.com.au and I would love to see you in my Facebook group. Just search the Art of Decluttering community on Facebook and join today. I hope that you have an incredible rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.